Everyone knows that the heart is a vital organ and one of the most important. Most people also know that the function of the heart is to pump blood to the body, and while this is true, the way in which the heart does this is quite complex with many different parts and structures. Welcome back to the Science Lab, and today we will be taking a deeper look at the heart by exploring the journey that blood takes through the heart in order to become oxygenated and pumped back through the body. The heart is part of the circulatory system. The circulatory system is responsible for pumping blood throughout the body, and it is made up of the heart, the lungs, and the blood vessels, which include veins, arteries, and capillaries. However, the main focus today is on the heart, and while the lungs are involved in oxygenating the blood, our main focus will still remain on all the blood that travels through the heart in order to be pumped back through the body. There are many different parts and regions within the heart that all play a role in moving the blood through the heart and back into the body. To start, there are four chambers of the heart, the right atrium, the right ventricle, the left atrium, and the left ventricle. Each of these different chambers has a different role in pumping blood. Next, there are some important arteries and veins that work within the heart. The superior vena cava, inferior vena cava, right and left pulmonary arteries, right and left pulmonary veins, and the aorta. There are also four main valves that must be mentioned before we start. They are the tricuspid valve, or the right atrioventricular valve, the mitral valve, also called the bicuspid, or the left atrioventricular valve, the aortic valve, and the pulmonary valve. I know I just threw out quite a few different parts of the heart, and your head is probably spinning, but I promise you that as we take this journey through the heart, you will learn more about each and every one of these and have a greater understanding of them and of the heart as a whole. With that being said, let us now begin looking at the journey blood takes through the heart. We start this journey through the heart, surprisingly not actually in the heart itself, but rather in two large veins connected to the heart. The superior and inferior vena cava are the veins that deliver the deoxygenated blood that has just circulated through your body back into the heart. The superior vena cava brings the blood back from the upper half of your body, while the inferior vena cava brings the blood back from the lower half of your body. Specifically, all of this deoxygenated blood is being delivered into the right atrium of the heart. Once the right atrium has filled up with enough blood, it then contracts. That is, the muscular walls around the chamber squeeze in order to push the blood out. The blood is forced to exit the right atrium, so it has no choice but to go through the first of our valves, the tricuspid valve. This valve is made up of three flaps that open and close. When the right atrium contracts, the tricuspid valve is opened to allow the blood to now move into the right ventricle. However, this is not the only function of the tricuspid valve, nor is it the most important. The main function of not only the tricuspid valve, but all of the valves in the heart is to prevent the blood from flowing backward. If these valves were not in the heart, blood would be able to move freely through the different chambers of the heart meaning the heart would not be able to pump blood throughout the body as efficiently as it does. The tricuspid valve works as it allows the one-way flow out of the right atrium and continues by allowing a one-way outlet into the right ventricle. 
Now that the blood has entered the right ventricle, the tricuspid valve will remain open. Once in the right ventricle, the right ventricle will now contract and the muscular walls squeeze the blood out of the right ventricle. As the right ventricle contracts, the tricuspid valve will now close. This not only prevents blood from flowing back into the right atrium as previously mentioned, but it also means that the right atrium can fill with more new blood that is arriving through the two different vena cavas. Except for this time, the blood, which is still deoxygenated at this point, is being pumped out of the heart. The next valve we encounter at this point is the pulmonary valve. When the tricuspid valve was opened and the right ventricle was filling up with blood, this valve remained closed in order to make sure all of the blood stayed inside of the ventricle. But now that the right ventricle is contracting to pump the blood out and empty the chamber, the pulmonary valve opens to allow the blood to flow out of the left and right pulmonary veins. It should be noted that this is where the pulmonary valve gets its name, since it is regulating blood through the pulmonary arteries. The blood is pumped through the pulmonary arteries and into the lungs. We will not go into detail about that, since that whole process could be a different podcast in itself. But all that matters is that in the lungs, the blood that has been deoxygenated up until this point is now going to be oxygenated and ready to be pumped back out into the body in order to supply the body with necessary oxygen and nutrients. However, this newly oxygenated blood must first travel back to the heart. It travels back to the heart through the pulmonary veins. I know this can be confusing to keep track of, the veins and the arteries, especially in this case where you have both pulmonary arteries and pulmonary veins, but I have a way for you to remember which one does what. Veins are the blood vessels that carry blood to the heart, while arteries take blood away from the heart. So since the blood is going back to the heart from the lungs, you can remember that that is being carried by the pulmonary veins. It should be noted that the reason there is also a left and a right of both the pulmonary arteries and the veins is that we have two lungs. The left pulmonary artery and vein take the blood to and from the left lung, while the right pulmonary artery and vein take blood to and from the right lung. The pulmonary veins connect to the left atrium of the heart. It is here that the newly oxygenated blood fills the left atrium. This brings us to our third valve in the heart, the mitral valve. The mitral valve is also called the bicuspid valve because unlike the other three valves of the heart, this valve only has two flaps, hence the prefix bi. As the left atrium is filling up with blood, the mitral valve remains closed. Then, after the left ventricle contracts and the blood that was previously in the chamber is pumped out, The left atrium contracts and the mitral valve opens to allow blood to flow into this chamber. This is also where we encounter our last of the four valves. The aortic valve closes when the mitral valve opens to allow the left ventricle to fill with the oxygenated blood that is now nearing the end of its journey through the heart. It should be noted that the left ventricle has the smallest open space out of the four chambers. This is because there is the most muscle surrounding this chamber because this is where the blood must be pumped with extreme force. Once the left ventricle has filled with blood, the last step in pumping blood through the heart occurs. 
the aortic valve is opened and the large amount of muscle surrounding the left ventricle contracts. This pumps the blood out of the ventricle at the fastest velocity that blood reaches throughout the entirety of the circulatory system. The blood is pumped into the aorta, which is the largest artery in our body. With the high velocity that the blood is traveling at, it is able to be dispersed throughout the body from the aorta and will be able to have enough speed to make it all the way back through the loop and end up deoxygenated at the start of the whole process again. Now, before we end this episode, I would like to quickly mention how the heart is able to pump blood so efficiently and know when to contract which muscles. There are two nodes in the heart that are comprised of a small mass of nerve fibers. These are able to send electrical signals to the heart muscles, forcing the contractions of the chambers to happen. The first node is called the sinoatrial node, or SA node. It is considered the pacemaker of the heart because this node is what sends the initial electrical impulses to the heart muscles that allow it to contract. The SA node sends an impulse and it first goes to the left and the right atria. This causes these two chambers to contract at the same time. There is then a natural delay as the impulse travels to the second node, the atrioventricular node or AV node. Once the impulse reaches the AV node, the impulses cause the left and right ventricles to contract simultaneously to pump the blood out of the ventricles. The natural delay from the impulse traveling to the AV node allows the ventricles to fill with the blood that was pumped from the atria. The electrical impulses causing two chambers to contract at once also means that the efficiency of the heart being able to resupply the body with oxygenated blood is the best it can be. Rather than waiting and having each chamber contract one by one, having two chambers contract together allow twice the amount of blood to be pumped through in the same amount of time. Understanding the heart and how it works on the inside really allows one to see the true beauty of it. This complex organ is perfectly designed to be as efficient as possible allowing the most amount of oxygenated blood to be pumped through as possible. This allows us as humans to live happy and healthy lives as our bodies mature and we grow big and strong. This episode was written by Tyler Hoover. Thank you for listening to The Science Lab. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And please don't forget to subscribe, review, and send this along to any teachers, students, or curious people in your life.